Hey everyone, we just have a few more episodes of the Love Story series, which is sponsored by my new book, It's a Love Story, conveniently on sale now wherever books are sold. As you know, this Love Story series is all about romantic movies. I invited a few of my friends to help me dissect some of our favorite rom-coms, and the conversations were eye-opening. In episode 101, I discussed Twilight, no judgment people, with Stephanie, and we concluded that real men sparkle. In episode 102... It was the 80s gem of a movie called Can't Buy Me Love with Todd. Did I want hair just like Cindy Mancini? Yes. Yes, I did. Do I have it? No, I do not. Melanie Shankle and I talked about Crazy Stupid Love in episode 103, and we reminded listeners that there is magic in the dirty dancing lift. In 104, some guy in Austin and I salute Josh Duhamel for his ability to pull off a pearl snap and win a date with Tad Hamilton. Mama received more bleeps in the history of this podcast when we discussed Pretty Woman. Well, she discussed it. I just sat there and laughed every time she said the word hooker in episode 105. Rebecca suggested we have a rap on standby in case we ever need to chant in a forest like Sandra Bullock did in The Proposal, which we reviewed on episode 107. And Knox McCoy and I steeped in the wonder that is the Wedding Singer soundtrack. You can hear our mutual love for Billy Idol in episode 109. In this episode, my friend Janice Dean joins me. Janice is the senior meteorologist at Fox News and a recent New York Times bestselling author for her book, Mostly Sunny. She's an MS advocate, a devoted wife and mother, and a lover of rom-coms. How do I know such a cool person in television? Well, Janice and I get into that in this episode, but you can probably guess that it was something to do with The Bachelor recaps because everything always comes back to the Bachelor recaps, doesn't it? Janice went old school and chose one of the most iconic rom-coms of all time, When Harry Met Sally. And I totally understand why. It's a classic. Just listen to this synopsis. In 1977, college graduates Harry Burns and Sally Albright share a contentious car ride from Chicago to New York, during which they argue about whether men and women can ever truly be strictly platonic friends. Ten years later, Harry and Sally meet again at a bookstore, and in the company of their respective best friends, Jess and Marie, they attempt to stay friends without sex becoming an issue between them. When Harry Met Sally taught us that it's okay to order things on the side, and that keeping a can of hairspray in your glove compartment is just smart. We also learned that no matter how cool you think it is, that Roy Rogers Wagon Wheel coffee table is ugly. Accept that now, and you will thank me later. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay, and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. This is Lindsay, and I am here with, I'm going to call her my good friend, Janice Dean. Janice, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone and tell them who you are and maybe how we know each other. So my name's Janice Dean. I work at the Fox News Channel. I'm the senior meteorologist here, Mm -hmm. which means I think that I get passes to go to movies being a senior. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't gotten those passes yet. Um, 
and maybe a bus pass that's a little less expensive. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, so, and I've been here for 15 years. Oh, uh, and I'm a best-selling author. Yes, you are. I was just about to say that. That's my favorite part of your title. My favorite part. As an author, I know what a huge deal that is. And congratulations. Your book's called Mostly Sunny. And I covered it for the Associated Press. And I loved every minute of it. Just how open and honest you were. I think that's what I kept going back to is, man, you're letting it, you're telling us everything from all the different parts of your life, which I appreciated. Well, you know, I think if you watch me on the Fox News channel, I've always been very open and honest about mm -hmm. my life. Uh, I've always wanted to be that person. You know, I think if you're in television, you want to make a connection with the viewers. Mm -hmm. And for me, I felt like the challenges that I went through in my life, I wanted to share with the viewer because, mm -hmm. you know, the hair and makeup is one thing. But um, behind the scenes, you know, we have lives, we have families, we have health issues that we mm. go through. Uh, I mean, when I got here, I wasn't married. And basically, the viewers have seen me get engaged mm -hmm. and get married and have children. And okay. also, you know, be, being diagnosed with MS, I mm. thought it was important to to talk about uh, that diagnosis. So when they asked me to write a, a memoir, I thought, well, I'm going to be as authentic as mm -hmm. I am on television, and maybe even more so. Um, and, you know, the book is been great. It, it's resonated with people. I have to tell you that I was nervous before it mm -hmm. came out. I had a lot of anxiety because it is deeply, deeply personal. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? The feedback has been so wonderful. And I thank you, Lindsay, for um, writing just such a beautiful, sunny review for the book. That's very sweet. Thank you. I think one reason why I thought to have you on the podcast for this series was how I ended the, the review was I feel like although you are this TV personality and you are an advocate for MS above everything else, it is clear that you are a wife and a mother and that mm. those men, those boys in your life, your two boys and your husband are what catapult you forward in love. And so I thought, yeah. well, Janice is going to know all about love stories and how to, <laughs> how to champion that too. So I'm very, it was very evident throughout the whole book that they're important to you. They are mm -hmm. the reason I'm here. They're mm -hmm. the, my, being a mom and being a wife is the, you know, the best role I could ever have in this lifetime. Well, it's clear. Now, you and I met, I'm using air quotes because we've never met in person, but we met. I know, that's so weird. Isn't that weird? Don't you feel like you know me and I know yes. you? It's yes. I really know you from your book. So I feel we were just trying to do the math. I don't know when it was. I feel like you've always been there, but... Once upon a time, our friend Emily put you on an email list and me on an email list and some guy in Austin. She just kept adding everybody because we all watched The Bachelor. Yeah. And, and we would just, I had no idea. I mean, because you were like Janice at something like AT&T.net or Hotmail or something where I mean, how am I supposed to know you're the Janice Dean on Fox and Shannon is on there, Shannon Bream, and we're just all talking about The Bachelor. It was the craziest thing. And it's just kept going on and on and on and on and on because Emily will not let it go. She is, man, she is all for this group. But some people don't watch anymore. You don't watch as much as you used to, right? I don't. And I have to tell you, it's because I really feel old watching it. <laughs> It's been on for like you, we, it's been on for 20 years. Yes. And so I'm almost 49 years old. Yes. I started watching it when I was in my twenties and I was still single. And now I'm like, 
oh, these people haven't aged, but I have. I can't watch this. I know. We were talking about that. it brought us together. It brought us together. It did. It brought us, see, that is the power of Bachelor Nation right there. That's the power. If only Mike Fleiss knew that. (laughs) We'll we'll tell him. We'll tell him. It's fine. I know Chris Harrison. We'll get a message to him. Good. Uh, But anyway, you've been in my life. I've been in yours in this weird way, which again is my whole entire story, how The Bachelor just opened all sorts of doors. It's the strangest thing. And, and, you know, people are like, how can you watch that show? This is the reason why I can watch that show. And, And always, I will tell people, at the end of the day, you have to admit that you're rooting for love. You're, you have to admit that you're rooting. You're thinking, oh, maybe this time it'll work out. Maybe, and you know, 85% of the time it doesn't. Yeah. There's always that hope that you wish Absolutely. it would work out. And that's Keeping why we watch alive. it. Mm-hmm. That's why we watch it. So in this series, which is sponsored by my new book, It's a Love Story, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about, um, our favorite romances or romantic comedies. And when I reached out to you, I think I had barely hit send before you responded back immediately with your favorite movie, not only of romance or romantic comedy, but of all time. That is a bold statement, Janice. Yeah, I will say it is of all time. And I base that on the fact that when it came out in the 80s, I think the late 80s. Yeah, 89. uh, Late 80s. I, I mean... You know, I was looking for love and it, <laughs> the Meg Ryan went to New York City to become a yeah. journalist. And it was, you know, oh, my gosh, that could be me. And at the time I was living in Houston yeah. or I was just about to move to Houston. I, I was I was still living in Canada. I was about to live uh, move to Houston. So I had followed that kind of journalism career. And and I looked at Meg Ryan moving to New York City and uh, the beautiful sights of New York City. And mm. I had stars in my eyes. So I, I went to see it because I thought, oh, you know, she's That's portraying me. somebody like me. <laughs> and then I went and I laughed and I cried mm. and I just loved their relationship. And mm-hmm. I just I loved the sights of New York City. And it was just a great time uh, for me to watch it because I was still single and I was still trying to figure my career out. And uh it just, it, it, it had everything. And, and I have to tell you that every boyfriend I went out with, they had to sit and watch <laughs> when Harry met Sally with me and to pass the test, one of the spell tests. That was the deal. And if they liked it, then they, you know, they passed the next date. It's true. That is amazing. What a great, yeah. I was going to ask you this too. Obviously we're talking about when Harry met Sally and I wanted to ask you, is it, is it a love story to New York City, too? Because you're a New Yorker, you yes. know, and that's yeah. part of it, right? Just the charm of the yes. city. Everything. Everything, mm-hmm. you know, from, uh, you know, the Central Park scenes to mm-hmm. the, the autumn in New York, yes. all the seasons. Because you get all the seasons there in New York City. Uh, you know, I love it when they drive, when, you know, her and Billy Crystal are in the car and they hardly know each other and they're yeah. both going to New York City. And I, I remember the scene where he spits out the the, yeah. the pits of his grapes <laughs> and, he, you know, as he's trying to put them out the window and the, the window is rolled up. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, that that movie introduced me to New York City yeah. and all of the, you know, the, the sights and sounds. And and of course, Meg Ryan's hair changes oh, all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the, all of us. The, 
the boyfriends that she went through yes. and and then the, the, you know some of the big scenes uh near the end are of new year's eve when they mm. finally found, find each other in the end and they fall into each other's yes. arms and um, so yes, it's a, a, a love story for New York City as well. The music in it is yes. fantastic. Harry, Harry, Harry Connick, Connick Jr. Jr. Yes. That, this movie introduced me to him and yep. I will forever be grateful. I watched, I mean, I wore out my soundtrack. I wore it out the tape and the me CD. Me too. Oh, I yep. loved it. Now, do me you too. feel, do you, I just watched it again. Do you feel like it holds up like today? Yes. I do too. I do. I do too. And there are maybe little parts of it that seem dated, mm-hmm. but for the most part, they did a really good job of staying away from certain technologies and, and certain, it, it just, it just looks different. Like the cars look different, but even the, I even think that their wardrobe was classic enough. I think that um, it withstood the test of time, I think. Yes, I mm-hmm. absolutely agree with you. I love um, Sally and her hats, like in New York mm-hmm. City in the in the fall, and I love her with her glasses and her big, you know, her big pants that she yeah. wears in the scene. Uh, I love the apartment that Billy yes. Crystal's in, even though you it's wonder huge. how on how did he afford that apartment? Crazy um, to you know going to the sharper image when they yeah. when they have that iconic scene of the of Surrey with the fringe on yes. top. So yeah, I I listen. I could talk on and mm-hmm. on and on about when Harry met Sally. Mm-hmm. Well, if you had to tell me some lessons learned for the movie, what would you say that you that you learned watching when Harry met Sally in 1989 until now? What has stuck with you? Well, that you can't give up on love, you know, mm-hmm. I, um, that it took a while for Harry and Sally to finally yes. get together. Um, mm-hmm. and they started as friends and then they weren't friends and mm-hmm. then they were friends and then they were romantically, uh, you know, involved with one another. And that, that's how I feel my husband and I, mm. um, met, we started as friends and we were friends for a long time. And then we became boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it took a while for him to finally propose, but he did. <laughs> and we were living in New York. And so um, there was just, it's just something about that. And then all the scenes that are woven through it with the, with um, married couples that have been married for oh, like 20 or 30 years. Gosh, that's so sweet. Right. And I know yes. they're actors. I think they're actors. I'll have to look it up. Probably but, so, I mean, but still. But- so good uh and it just you know it just people can be cute you know yeah. like couples can be adorable yeah we were both born in the same in hospital 1921 seven days apart in the same hospital we both grew up we one block away from tenements. each other on the lower east side on delancey street my family moved to the bronx he when lived I was on 10. fordham road Hers moved when she was I 11. I on 183rd Street. For six years, she worked on the 15th floor. I worked for a very prominent as a neurologist. Nurse, where Dr. I had a practice on the 14th floor, the very same we building. We never met. Never met. Can you imagine that? Do you know where we met? In an elevator. I was visiting family. In the Ambassador Hotel in Chicago, He was Illinois. on the third floor. I was on the 12th. I rode up nine extra floors just to keep talking to her. Nine extra floors. Uh, what else did I learn? I just learned humor is important in every relationship, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, and I know it's amplified in this movie, right. um, but if you don't have humor in your relationship, then 
you know, I always say the funniest person I know is my husband, you know, right. like even when he texts me, you know, he'll say something very funny and he'll have me smiling for much of the day. Those are the sort of the life lessons that you learn and that, um, you know, you have to evolve with a person. You have yeah. to change. You have to, mm. you know, you're going to go through career changes. You're going to go mm. through, um, you know, moving to different places. Um, you're going through different friends through mm -hmm. the years. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think the, the moral of the story is um, growing together and mm -hmm. and always having your sense of humor. So you do think Harry's big thing in the movie is men and women can't be just friends. What do you think about that? Well, that's a, I mean, that's an age old question <laughs> that we'll is. never, it right. Is. Um, well, they, we have to be right. We yes. have to be friends with our, with our, with our men. Yes. Obviously the, the whole world would go askew if we weren't, <laughs> um, uh, but true. just some friends, some friends turn mm -hmm. into romantic relationships. That's true. That's right. True. How long have you and your husband been married? We've been married for almost 12 years, but mm. we've known each other since 2002. And he always says that he should have, he should have proposed to me the day we met. Uh, <laughs> You're like, yeah. yeah, he does. <laughs> um, because he, you know, we, we, we should have had children a little earlier. I think mm. we would have liked to have had more kids and we started a little late in life, but yeah. you know what? I always say there's a reason for everything. And had we gotten married earlier, we wouldn't have Matthew and Theodore. So, That's right. um, but he's my best friend. He's, he's wonderful. Wow. And I always tell, um, you know, women that I meet in this industry, young women, you know, starting their careers to never give up and to always go out on blind dates. Cause my husband and I were set up on <laughs> a blind date. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Somebody told me always say yes twice to a date because they might have a cute brother. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> if they don't yeah. work out. You never know. Absolutely. You never know. You had also mentioned, um, we were emailing back and forth about the days of the week underpants. That was a lesson that you learned. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you want to get into the funny lessons? Yeah. Yeah. The fact that they're, the days of the week underpants doesn't have Sunday. <laughs> that is so true. Did you know that? Did you ever I have did. those? I, I did not. Oh. I knew of them, but I yeah. never had days of the week underpants. Sunday is because, God's day. Because of God. <laughs> so That's good very true That's very and then true. no one is good at Pictionary no uh, mm -mm, no never. everyone looks like a fool at Pictionary yes. and babe, baby fish mouth is my favorite line from any movie <laughs> it's a monkey it's a monkey a monkey see monkey do it's, a, it's an ape going ape it's a baby planet of the apes planet of the apes she just said it's a baby how about planet of the dopes it doesn't look like a baby but, a big mouth no, big, uh, Mick Jagger is a baby mm. baby ape Baby apes. Stop with the apes, would you uh, please? Baby's breast. Baby. Rosemary's baby's baby, 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 baby. mouth. Won't you come baby, home, Bill? Baby. Baby, baby kiss baby, the baby. baby. Melancholy baby fish, baby's baby, mouth. Baby fish. Baby fish mouth. Ethel baby Mermaid. fish mouth. So good. It makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> baby fish mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh. One of mine too was you mentioned it that you just gotta roll with the punches with hair. I mean, if you were in if you were born and had hair in the eighties, it's just oh it's just and you do you do that a lot oh my, on your social media. Oh my goodness. I have this one I have this one picture of me in high school. I kid you not, my hair was like as big as the you know, the the frame of this image that we're looking at. 
I had so much hair. I mean, I, I don't know where that hair came from. I know. Did you have a perm? I did. Of course, oh. it's naturally curly. And then I also had a perm. And then I also <laughs> colored it. Like, I, I did my own highlights. Oh, like I took Janice. A brush. Nice. So I, I took the blonde highlights and I would take a brush and just soak it in that the, oh, the blonde no. highlight uh, dye. Yeah. And then I would brush oh. it through my hair. I was all that in a bag of chips. So much hairspray. So much yes, hairspray to maintain exactly. that height. So yes. much hairspray. Okay, now quotes. What are some of your favorite quotes besides baby fish mouth? What are some right. of your favorite parts or quotes of the movie? So when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life mm. with someone, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Yes. Is that yeah. not the most iconic thing? Wouldn't you want to hear that on yes. New Year's Eve or so day good. for anybody? I think I think of that line like mm. always. And then um the, you know the real the real estate in New York is the obituaries. <laughs> That's so good. Like is looking through the obituaries where your next pad is going to be. It's funny. Um, he died but he leaves behind a wife, a kid in a spacious loft in the upper That's east right. side. That's so That's funny. Right. And th- then the wagon wheel uh <laughs> coffee table never attractive. I'll never want that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh. Well, I think Nora Ephron, who wrote it, did it a phenomenal job. And Rob Reiner, who directed it, too. From what I understand, Harry is Rob Reiner in his real life because he had just had a divorce. And then yes. Nora based Sally on her and her friends, which is what I think the script is incredible, but you have to hand it to Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal for their chemistry. I think they pulled it off and again withstands the test of time. Absolutely. And I love Carrie Fisher as her best yes. friend. Oh, so I good. She was so good. You know, and the, the storyline of her too. She always, you know, what was it? You know, the, the divorced men are never going to leave their wives mm-hmm. for you, you know? Um, and then she hooks up with, with, um, with Billy Crystal's best friend yes. and, the the iconic scene of them on the two telephones yeah. <laughs> with in the bedroom. So he's on the telephone with with uh, Harry, and she's on the telephone with Sally. And the you know the way they cut that scene is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I want to ask you is: Have you ever been to the diner where the lady says, "I'll have what she's having"? Cat's delicatessen. Of course, I have been yeah. there. <laughs> so famous, so famous. And I use that line all the time, not in the same reference, but like yeah. if I see. If I see somebody happy, I'll just say, oh, how much she's happy, uh-huh. you know? Last thing I wanted to ask you, it's rated R. Do you think that's yeah. weird? It is weird. From, I mean, it from is nowadays, weird. it feels like it would be PG. Of course. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm so glad because that movie brings us back to a time when things were simpler. Mm-hmm. We were talking on the phones with mm-hmm. one another. We weren't. Can you imagine when Harry met Sally during this time with texting <laughs> <Yeah>. and stuff? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I I just don't ever I don't ever want anybody to remake that movie. It's just oh so. Oh my gosh, what if they did? We would I have don't to boycott. Want... I think we would. Yeah. Um. I think a New York Times bestseller could boycott it and shut it down. <laughs>
you It had to be you Thanks so much for listening, and thank you to When Harry Met Sally, because you introduced me to Harry Connick Jr., and I will never be the same. So kudos to you, Harry and Sally and Nora Ephron and Rob Reiner for that part. Um, You guys would love for you to follow me on social media. I'm having so much fun over there. I'm getting really into Instagram stories, which I always knew was a thing, but now I'm making it a more of a thing because it's so immediate. So would love for you to follow me on Instagram. My handle over there is at Lindsay Ray, also on Facebook, at Lindsay Ray. Again, spelled weird, L-I-N-C-E-E-R-A-Y. Not a double name, first name, last name. I'm also over on Twitter, at Lindsay, like Cher or Madonna. Just the one name, that's all you need. Again, freakishly spelled. Would love for you to um, rate the podcast as well. If you go over to iTunes, you can give it a star review. Speaking of reviews, would love for you to review the book if you've read it over at Amazon. Thank you all so much for listening. means the world to me. I'm having such a good time with this series. Also with The Bachelor. Love the podcast. Love you for tuning in. Until we're together again, love you, mean it. Texas forever. Well, he was a head counselor at the boys' camp, and I was a head counselor at the girls' camp. And they had a social one night, and he walked across the room. I thought he was coming to talk to my friend Maxine, because people were always crossing rooms to talk to Maxine. But he was coming to talk to me, and he said, I'm Ben Small of the Coney Island Smalls. At that moment, I knew. I knew the way you know about a good melon. Nobody else gave me a bell With all your faults, I love you still Baby, it had to be you, wonderful you Had to be you